We hear today the part two from the Sermon on the Mount from Luke's perspective. We may have heard last week the, uh, this was the Sermon on the Plain, but we look at the, at the Greek and we see that this is the same place that the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew's Gospel was given. And so here we have uh, just Luke's version, Luke's account of this great sermon. And we get just a different perspective a little bit from Matthew. So let's continue diving into this beautiful teaching and at, at really today it's the difficult teaching uh, from the sermon. I had the opportunity uh, during my deacon year of seminary to travel to the Holy Land with my class and while we were there we were able to go and visit the Mount of Beatitudes, this beautiful place overlooking the entire Sea of Galilee this sounds uh, like it's a giant place, but the sea is really, you can see all the way around it. It's really not that big. Um, it's, it's probably very similar, uh, it's similar in size to Prairie Creek. So just to give you a little perspective there of what the size actually is. As you know, pilgrimages go, uh, our, we were running behind uh, when we finally got to the Mount of Beatitudes. We read the first eight verses from the Sermon on the Mount and then our, our rector told us to find a spot on, uh, around the, the, the location on the mount and to continue and read the rest of the sermon. I found a nice little spot uh, overlooking the sea and the mountains and just a, a beautiful, peaceful place to, to finish reading the sermon. As I was doing so, there was a young family that came up, this father with his two sons, and he also was reading the sermon on the mount to them. You know, beginning with, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for holiness, for they will be satisfied. After each of these lines, he would spend just a moment explaining to his two sons what this means, how this, this sermon is a, a gospel way of life, an invitation to live and follow the way of Christ. So after he read those first eight verses to his sons, he looked up and saw me and my clerics and uh, he just directly asked me, are you ready to live this? Are you ready to live this way? I said, pause for a moment and I said, yes, sir, I am. And I think that's a great uh, reflection for us explaining that this way this Sermon on the Mount is not just something that we read or that is uh, some nice sayings. This is an invitation for us to live. This is how disciples of Jesus Christ are called to live in this world, hoping and um, orienting our lives to our heavenly home, the place where we are destined to go, that God is drawing us to, and the way we get there is the gospel way of life, the way of the Beatitudes. So Jesus' Sermon on the Mount today is instructing us and, and teaching us about the way of discipleship. And this week he raises the bar. He is inviting us and asking us to, to go on the journey uh, with him and to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us, to bless those who curse us, and to pray for those who mistreat us. This is an extremely bold and difficult path for us to follow. But Jesus is calling us today to have mercy and compassion on those who offend us, hate us, harm us, and hurt us. For we are called to have mercy and compassion, just like our Heavenly Father has had mercy and compassion to us.
There's a story of a saint that I've come to love in the last year or so, and her name is St. Josephine Bakita. St. Josephine uh, was born in 1869 and grew up in Sudan, uh, a 97% Muslim country. As she was there, she was not Christian. She had, had no conception of Christianity. There was one day she was playing out in the fields and at the age of nine was kidnapped and then was uh, bought and sold in slavery many, many times. During the course of, the, of this awful situation, she was beaten so severely that she forgot the name that her family gave her, that her parents gave her. And in the midst of this, um, she was given a, a new name uh, by her Arab captors, and that name was Bakita. In God's providence, Bakita actually means, O oh, favored one, O oh, fortunate one. Throughout the course of uh, the, this early time of her life, she was continually beaten, continually sold. And there was one time she was bedridden for a month because of her wounds. And she said that she probably would not have survived unless God had not wanted greater things for her later in life. She was eventually sold to an Italian family, and this was the first time that she was treated with dignity. She, was, she encountered as well through the, this Italian family, God for the first time. She encountered the love of God and the, our, our Christian faith for the first time in Italy. She fell in love with God. She found her, uh, was eventually able to be free and, uh, and chose to stay in Italy. She had an opportunity to go back to her family, but she chose to stay in Italy and she presented herself to the church and was baptized in the name of Josephine. So she was given uh, this baptismal name of Josephine and brought into our faith. Later on, uh, she felt a call to join a religious community and became a sister. And after her uh, profession, she became a doorkeeper in her, her community. After uh, much reflection and growth in her Christian faith, one of the lines and, and quotes that she has and said later in life was this. If I were to meet the slave traders who kidnapped me and even those who tortured me, I would kneel and kiss their hands. For if that did not happen, I would not be a Christian today. She recognized, St. Josephine Bakita recognized that even in the midst of these terrible tortures that God did not want to happen to her, she was able to enter into this, the, the, her, her story and to see how God was working in it and through it and how even in the midst of those terrible things, God was able to bring good out of it. He did not say, I want Josephine to suffer. But because of sin in the world, because of hurts in the world, she was striving to live out this gospel call of loving our enemies. And she recognized and saw how even in the midst of those terrible things, she was able to be brought to faith. She was able to be welcomed into the family of God and given the title, a daughter of God. Able to be brought into his family, to be filled with life and filled with peace able to forgive her captors and all those who tortured her because she recognized that if those things did not happen, she would not be a Christian. 
I think she teaches us great things about how in living the gospel way that we hear about today. To hear about loving our enemies, even those that hurt us and harm us. And she gives us the, um, the inspiration, the example of how to live this call. And Jesus calls each of us today to live as his disciples, following the example of himself first, but seeing throughout the ages and throughout history the saints that have gone before us, teaching us as well. And one way that, that we are called today to journey on this, this journey uh, of, of, of life and discipleship is to embark on the journey as well of forgiveness. As we dive into forgiveness for just a moment, we have to be clear about what forgiveness is and what it is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. Forgiveness is not saying that everything is fine when really it's not. And forgiveness is not saying it's a one and done deal. We don't just say, I forgive you once and then our, everything's better. Sometimes, sometimes that's the case, but other times it takes a long time. What Jesus is inviting us into today as his disciples is to begin the journey of forgiveness. It's a process. It takes time. And uh, if we, I would imagine if we just took a moment, we can see people in our life that God is bringing to mind and inviting us to journey to forgive. To journey to forgive, to let that resentment go in the midst of our hearts, to welcome the presence of God and to be filled with peace. Like I said, that can take time. In some events, they, they take this, this journey, they take time to, uh, to help us to let go of that resentment. It, and it's something that we can ask God each and every day with this prayer. Jesus, help me to forgive this person, this situation, this event today. Help me to forgive them today. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, in the moment today to pray for these people, to pray for these situations, and offering these to God, welcoming him into the, these places of our heart that need his presence and need his forgiveness. Maybe we're not ready to pray, help me to forgive them today. That's okay. We can make this prayer instead. Jesus, help me to want to forgive them today. Jesus meets us wherever we are and says, okay, let's go. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give you that grace to even want to begin. And even uh, if, we're, if we're ready to begin, okay, we're going to continue on this journey. Because as Christians, brothers and sisters, we are called to share first the love that we have received from God. The forgiveness we have received from him first. And because we are then called to share that love. We don't have to like the person. That's a different story. Jesus isn't calling us to like those that, that have maybe hurt us uh, or, or done something that has uh, wounded us. He's calling us to love, to, to ask God to bless them, that God may work in their life, may help them on their own journey of working through the hurts that have been present in their life. We are invited today because we have first received God's love. We have first received his forgiveness being members, been, being brought into his family, and through our baptism. We are invited now as Christians to follow Christ, because as he said from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
because we have first received forgiveness. We are called to share that with those in our life. And God meets you wherever you are. If you're ready to start, okay, let's begin. Help me to forgive them today. If you're not ready to start to make the prayer, Jesus, help me to want to forgive them. And God will meet you there and be, help you on this journey. So I want to invite each of us today and, and to ask the question that I was asked on the Sermon on the Mount, on the Mount of Beatitudes. Are you ready to live the Sermon on the Mount? Are you ready to live Christian discipleship? Are you ready to live this way? Let us together journey and to follow Christ more closely and uh, to wait, live out together this way of discipleship.